Hello, hello. Len Tillum here. I'm a lawyer. How do you like this podcasting? It's working out pretty well, huh? We're getting calls. You can call in 800-996-4505. You got legal problems. We'd love to hear from you. By all means, call it in. 800-996-4505. We're doing four or five calls a day. Actually, it's probably the length of a show, but you got no of those stinking commercials. This zips right through. Download the podcast, subscribe to it, and of course, tell a friend. Let's start today's show. Here we go. Ellen, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer? I'm calling because someone living next door to me uh, has been for the past year and a half stealing things from my yard. What kind of things? Garage, uh, gardening items, whatnot. But the biggest problem is killing plants. The recently sprayed my front lawn with something to kill it. Wait, 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 wait a second. This thief sprayed your lawn with poison to kill your plants? Why? Besides the fact that he's as crazy as a, as a you know, as a yeah. bed bug. Why is he doing this? I think he's crazy as a bed bug. <laughs> okay, have you called the police? Oh, yes, and filed reports. And they say, well, you didn't see him do it, so we can't help you? Yes. <sighs> so He roams in the night. I'm 83 years old. I can't be up all night long watching for the time, particular time he might be doing something. Now... This neighbor is renting out an apartment to this crazy person? What's going on there? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Is it a separate unit or he's got a roommate? What's going on there? Explain that. It's an attached room. So does that room have its own bathroom and kitchen and things? No kitchen. The city has learned of it and deemed that it was an illegal unit. But And they're not taking steps to close it down? Yes, I believe so. So that's going to get I, rid of the guy. But, my, yeah, but meanwhile, the damage goes on. My question is, uh, the home is owned in a trust, uh, a living trust, but the lady passed away, and her son, I believe, has the right to live in it. You could sue him. You could that's sue him. But, but Can I go to the trust or him? No, no, you can sue him and, and force him to show up. Just sue him, and he'll say, well, it's in the trust. And you'll say, well, it's your mother's trust. She's dead. You're the trustee. Who, you, know, you should have distributed the house. But look, but I think you're going to go to court. And you wait, wait, let, let, me, let me pretend I'm the judge. You're going to go to court. And you're going to say, I don't know who, who did this, right? I, who did this? And you'll say, I didn't see him do it. And how are you going to win if you can't prove who did it? I I know that's my big problem, so it just continues going on and on. I uh, I would talk to your representative on the city council. You got that? Yeah. You know, I would talk to your representative on the city council. You know, you can also buy for a hundred bucks or so. Costco is selling them these video cameras nowadays, and put one up yourself and get a video of who's doing it. Just putting a video camera up there might scare the hell out of them. You know. You have to prove that somebody killed your plants, you know, and if you don't know who did it, how are you going to collect? It's a real problem. Talk to the city council and think about getting a camera and also think about hiring somebody with a big stick to break his legs. No, I made that up. Don't do that. <laughs> I know. You you know, really. It's terrible. I'm sorry this is happening, Kellen. You got a lunatic. 
call so, sue the guy next door. Is what I would try to sue against against the the trust. No, sue the owner, the guy next door, or the man who's living in it. Sue, no, no, sue not the man who's living in as crazy as a as the a bed son, bug. The son who lives call the son who lives there. Sue him for creating a nuisance. Got it in small claims court. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck to you, Dorothy in Haywood. How come you're calling a lawyer, Dorothy? Hi, Lynn. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question about the ownership of a horse. Okay. Uh, my daughter's friend's dad passed away, and she came to live with us. Um, what, what, wait, wait, wait. What about her mother? Yeah. She's, she, um, she's been estranged from the husband for like two years, but she's back in the picture, and because they didn't divorce, she's saying everything is hers, including the horse. Now, w- wait a second. Yes. Your daughter's friend, whose mother died, is 16 years old, right? Father. Father's died. Okay, father's I'm died. sorry. The father died, and this mother, who had nothing to do with the daughter and, and the, the husband or father for a couple of years, all of a sudden, dad's dead. She shows up and says, I want everything, right? Right. Where is the horse right now? It's in a private stable. And what about the house the um, father lived in with the daughter? What happened to that? It actually went into foreclosure just before he died and is is gone. Okay. So did the dad, when he died, did he leave a will or a trust or anything? No. Nothing? No. It was quite quick. Okay. Well, it doesn't all go to her. If, if, If the husband died without a will, what happens is... The wife gets all the community property, and the daughter, the, they only had one child? No, they had two. The daughter is 18. Yeah. So I thought as an adult, she was, didn't have a claim on anything. No, 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 no. Minor kids uh, have a claim. Do you know how the property was titled? Because the kids get it, two-thirds of the separate property. In other words, if everything was just in his name and they were separated for two years, you got it? It's his no, se- it, was in, it was in joint names. Oh, goodbye. It all goes to her. So now, this mother who's been estranged, you're raising the daughter, God bless you, and the mother's saying, I want the horse? Yes. Is the horse worth a lot of money? A few thousand, yes. What is she going to do with the horse? Turn it into she- dog food or sell it? Probably sell it. What a low life. What a low life. Look, um... It may be that the mother is in charge. You know, she either owns the horse or if she's the mother and the 16-year-old is a minor, she gets to make the rules up, decisions, you know. Um, I don't don't think you want to fight this woman in court over this. I I really don't. The other thing is if you try and fight her, she'll say, well, I want the kid to come and live with me, and that would be a real problem. Does she... no, mom's not, mom's not able to take care of her. Mom doesn't have any rights as far as parenting at the moment. She has no mom's parenting rights. So what no. would happen if you just keep the horse and say you can't have it? I mean, legally, she may be entitled to it, but she's got to go and get it, and she's got to feed it. So if you say to her, you can't have the horse, the house horse is stable on your property, right? No, it's, it's another, it's, um, not at my house. It's a private stable. So now. what if you tell her you can't have the house? Does she have it together enough to get a lawyer and sue? Well, she's just bluffing. Um, I don't know. Well, take a hard-ass position. 
You know, Dorothy, say you can't have the horse. It belongs to the girl. You've got the potential of a claim there. I bet she's not going to spend thousands of dollars on lawyers suing over a horse, is she? No, I don't think she has thousands, no. So say you can't have the horse. You know, it would be great if this daughter sees here's a woman, you, Dorothy, defending her and standing up for her. Let her see an adult female doing that, not her crazed mother, you know, getting her way. Right. Who, who, by the way, this who's pay, cost must cost three, four hundred dollars a month to keep a horse in a. How much does it cost to keep a horse in a stable nowadays? I think three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, who's paying for that? Um, auntie and grandma. Okay, so you tell this crazed mother she can't have the horse. It belongs to the daughter. We've been carrying it. You have to give us money for that. You can't have it. Just take a hard line position and see what she's going to do. If she says, I'm going to sue you and you get a lawyer's letter, you call me back. I'll help you for nothing. Okay? But make her spend some money. I bet she'll keep the horse. It'll be good for the teenager. She just lost her father, and she's got a lunatic mother. I hope this kid is a survivor, you know? She is. She's wonderful. You know, somebody... Really? I, I could tell you stories about survivors and people with crazy parents. These are people... This girl, if she weren't a survivor, might wind up in Napa State Hospital talking to a wall with, with a mother like that. But she's a survivor, and she'll do great. She will. She's a great kid. Protect her and keep the horse and tell the mother drop dead. That's my considered legal opinion. I'll help you for nothing if you need it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let me know how this works out, okay? I will. Thank you. Yeah, so the law says the horse is hers. Yeah, but possession counts a little bit, too. She ain't getting nothing. How do you like that? Tony in Carmel, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Tony? Um, so we bought a dog from a breeder a couple months ago. and um, What kind of dog? A Newfoundland. Those dogs are like ponies, right? Big dogs. They are, and they're supposed to be very gentle, but ours had a very uh, bit of a mean streak, and it would snap and try and bite the kids and all kinds of stuff, so... The, the breeder was very nice, and she was, you know, offering some suggestions, um, but it ended up not working out. How old and are your so kids? Two, five, and eight. No, you do not want an aggressive dog that shows those kinds of, you know, tendencies around your little kids. They'll ch- that dog could chew a face off, you know, one bite. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. your kids come first. So please go on. So um, we found a very nice um, older couple who was willing to take the dog. And we gave it to them. We didn't sell it to them, and they're sweet people. And so I just followed up with the breeder to let her know, and I emailed her and said, hey, this is what Ben happened back, saying that we, in our contract, that we were not allowed to place the dog without her consent and that we need to send it back to her. How much did the dog cost? 1800 Okay, so you spent $1,800 on the dog, signed a contract that said you couldn't give the dog to anybody else, and if you didn't want the dog, you had to give it back to her, right? The breeder. Exactly, which I didn't realize was in the contract, but it clearly is. And so. she's the breeder's in Minnesota. Correct. Okay, so I, first so explain to me, why is the breeder upset you gave the dog away? What's wrong with that? Well, she says it's because she, you know, tries to, these are her babies, and she wants to make sure that they end up in a good home, so I gave this gave her this woman's number and i said feel free to call her you know but just in case she says no i'm i i don't like this person i'm wondering what kind of legal recourse she has against us i don't really want to send the dog back to her for a variety of reasons but well you know, one, one to, second one, one second 
Um, does the contract say that if she sues you, she can sue you in Minnesota? It does not say anything except that I would have to send it back to her. It doesn't say what the consequence of that would be or where she could sue us or anything like that. Yeah, I would try and work this out because this woman might file a lawsuit against you in Minnesota. You know, you follow me on that? She could be crazy enough uh-huh. to do this over $1,800. Um, why doesn't the couple... You... I've already paid her the money. I, mean, I-, I got it. I don't I even know what her, her damages are. But well, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, David, what could the damages be in a case like this? Doesn't I don't see what they are, you know? I mean, uh, the couple who's got it, are they going to have, are they going to neuter the dog? They want to, yes. Yeah, so they're not even, a, this woman shouldn't even be afraid. This woman. going to be bred or anything. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she would have to sue in superior court. And, and to get possession of the dog. In other words, it's not even damages. She wants possession of the dog. That's what she wants. You got it? She doesn't want and money. let's say she gets it. Am she, I going to be responsible to pay to send it back and pay her legal fees and all that kind of stuff? It's going to be a big pain. Now, wait a minute. If you send her back the dog, she'll give you back your $1,800? No, I don't believe so. What? She? You don't like this dog and it says you have to give it back to her and she keeps the money? What does the contract say about the money? It doesn't say anything. Well, she'd have to sue you in Superior Court, either in Minnesota or here, to get some kind of order ordering you to give her back the dog. In, in the okay, meantime, would be, and, and she's she not going to get, go, you know, I don't. I got to put this out right there. Anybody who buys a dog from a breeder has to have their na- head examined. I hate breeders. <laughs> they just make a fortune. They do these puppy mills. You know, most breeders I've seen are lowlifes that keeps the dogs in cages. And, and I mean, you were dumb enough to buy a dog in Minnesota. They don't have pounds that are giving away dogs by the ton for free in California. Take the kids and pick a dog, right? Sorry, I'm ranting. Well, yeah, in I, retrospect, yeah. You must. You live in Carmel. You must have more money than you know what to do with, Tony. You're a rich guy, right? Of course we do, yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Out my ears. <laughs> really? This is your God's way of telling you maybe you got too much money, Tony. But anyway, exactly. if you want to keep the dog, keep the dog, you know. Call her up and say, look, we're going to get the dog. Call the breeder. Say, we're getting the dog neutered. I'll send you those certificates. I, I mean, the dog is biting. This nice couple has it. And see what the breeder says. All right. And, and then if all she right. says, I'm going to sue you, call me back. Okay. Okay. Uh, even though you got a lot of money, I'm not hustling you as a client because you're too <laughs> far away. Next time, go to the pound. Take your kids with you. Make it a celebration. Get a great dog. All right. Will do. Thanks. Will do. Fred in Fremont. Len Tillum. News Talk 910. How come you're calling a lawyer, Fred? Okay, I want to know what to expect. I have a hearing coming up. What happened? I got a a citation. I was on the freeway. Uh, I wasn't speeding, but when when the uh, police officer pulled up next to me, he saw me doing a crossword puzzle while I was driving. Wait wait a minute. You were busted for driving under the influence of a crossword puzzle? (laughs) What are you, crazy? How old are you? I'm 65. So, yeah, you're too old to text, but you can do a crossword puzzle while you're driving? Are you nuts? Well, I was bored. There was uh, no traffic, and I was cruising along, and I was bored, so I picked it up, and I started doing it. And just while I was doing it, a police car pulled up next to me. I was going 60 miles an hour in a 65 zone. Right, you were going 60 miles an hour and doing a crossword puzzle and watching the road at the same time, right? 
exactly. And we also picking your nose. You could have done that too, you know. Be honest. Maybe I was listening to you on the radio. Yeah, even even worse, you know. (laughs) The police officer pulled up next to me. He saw me doing it. He pulled me over. He actually said to me, I've seen a lot of things, but I've never seen this. Yeah, I saw a guy the other day flossing his teeth on the freeway. I thought that was pretty outrageous. But of course, you may, he went back to the station and told all the cops about you. I'm telling you. Well, he, I, was, I was surprised. He said, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And he wrote the citation for, he put in there speed, I was going 60, in a 65. But then it says uh, the safe speed for what I was doing, he wrote zero. Yeah, so so um, I, I guess in a way, and so it's a speeding ticket. Is that right? Is that what they gave well, you? It's a, it's uh, it's a, uh, it's a speed speed greater than reasonably, uh, you know, than reasonable. Yeah, you know that that's yeah. valid. That that's valid. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty, uh, and I I'll never do it again. Believe me. Right. But here's the, here's the thing. I got a bill from Contra Costa County Court for it says excessive speed. $418. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I'll pay that. I'm happy to pay that. But then from the DMV, I got a notice of reexamination appointment uh, where I have to take a written test and uh, and be before a, come before a hearing officer. Yeah. You know what that oh. means? It means the DMV, note, the cop notified the DMV that you're a potentially unsafe driver. And right. They can revoke your license and make you take a test to get it back. Usually they do it to, you know, people who are 85 or 90 and there's these old people who don't drive very good. You know what I'm talking about? The ones, yes. who, you know, so, but um, you got to take the test. You'll pass it and pass the driving test. And, and that's what's going on. Yeah. And the speeding ticket, by the way, it, it's vehicle code section 22350. That's the basic speed law. And it says yeah. you cannot drive faster than what conditions permit, no matter what the posted speed limit is. So right. and he put zero. For yeah, the, because you can't do a crossword. What was it the New York Times at least? Be, be, or, or, the, uh, the Chronicle. The Chronicle. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. So okay. I'll never do it again. I promise. You, you, what, do you, what do you think? I am your wife. You better tell her you'll never do it again. Right. So. Now, here's, here's my question, though. When I go to the hearing... Yeah, don't go to the hearing. Ask for traffic school. In, in other words... No, I'm, not, I'm not eligible for traffic school. They what? already told me. Why not? Because I went uh, about six months ago. Oh, <laughs> oh well, of course. Really. <laughs> so uh, that was for uh, that, talking on a cell phone wall for that ticket, right? No. Anyway, so, okay. So you got to... When you go to the hearing, you don't have to go to the hearing. What you can do is pl- check guilty and send the money, and they'll leave you alone, right? Oh, well, I'll send the money, but it says here, you know, uh, it says I must do an in-person re-examination. Oh, no, no, no. The in-person re-examination is with the DMV. You're mixing up right. the court and the DMV. The ticket, okay. you send them the money to the court, you plead guilty, end of story. Yeah, the, that's that. But when this thing, the thing for the DMV, it says I have to see a hearing officer. That's a reexamination. That's a that's an administrative hearing. It's not you know a a, uh, a, a judge in court. 
You got to go there and say, look, it was crazy. I was bored. I'll never do. What's your driving record like? You got a lot of tickets or not so many? You've had a lot of accidents. What, what's reported accidents? Oh, no accidents. I get a ticket every few years. But okay. Not too bad. Yeah, that, that sounds like me, a normal driver. You better start stopping at those stop signs from now on. You know, the ones in your town where nobody's there and you don't stop. The reason I know this is I got a ticket for that last week. Yeah, I, I got to be careful. But here's the thing. When I go to the DMV, yeah. do, I, do I admit? That I was doing a crossword puzzle, or do I just say nothing? No, you admit it because they know they got you busted, and they don't want to bring the cop oh. in to testify. The well, best, way, if you if you if you get hard assed and say I wasn't doing anything, you're in trouble. You say it, right. it was crazy. I was looking down at the road. I'm sorry. I'll never yeah. do. Yeah. Now they know what you were doing, so you better. Okay. You want sympathy on your side. You got it. Right. I told the officer. I said, Oh, I just picked up the crossword puzzle to look at it. He said, Is that why you had your pen in your hand and the pen on the paper. (laughs) He may have written a report. Say, look, I was just, you can say, you can try a little bit. If you're not under oath, you can say, I wasn't really doing it. The cop misunderstood. Check and make sure the cop's not there. You know, I don't think he's going to show up. But you You say, if he is there, there, I'm going to thank him for saving my life because I'll never do it again. Exactly. Now you're thinking like a person who knows how to manipulate the system, you dog. Okay. Okay. You must be from New York, Fred. Are you a lawyer too? Chicago. You think like one. All right. Take care, Fred. Good luck. Really, that's... That, what more do I say? Don't do the crossword puzzle. You know, teenagers, you say don't text. Old farts like Fred, you say don't do the crossword puzzle. Eddie in Monterey. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Eddie? Hi, Len. I'm calling a lawyer because uh, my stepfather has a special needs trust, and he is very sick, and he may pass away. There, uh, I would like to... If there's any kind of uh, trust that you can move that money into uh, so that Medi-Cal just doesn't get uh, access to that. Now, there are all kinds. We, we do lots of special needs trust in the office. You know, we do trusts in estates. We've done lots of them. There are all kinds of special needs trusts. Let me ask your stepfather, how old is he? He is uh, 60. And he's dying at 60? Yeah. He, well, he's, he's sick, and that's... Uh, he, that's why he had the special needs trust. It's been about 15 years since he's uh, been disabled. Now, wait, wait, wait. Did somebody die and leave the money to him in a special needs trust? Or was he injured? No, in the... no, he was, he was injured. Okay, so he was injured, and as part of the settlement, he went to court, and the court set up the special needs trust, right? Yes. Okay, how much money is left in the special needs trust? Uh, well, he, he continues to get money every month, but uh, right now there's about 500000 in there. Okay. The, the special needs trust your stepfather set up is what's called a D4A special needs trust. And you've got to go to court to set it up. And they're created when people are injured, badly injured, and they get a settlement. They're created so a disabled person like your stepfather who's getting public benefits because usually you don't get Medi-Cal or SSI if you've got less than two, if you've got more than two thousand in the bank. But he's getting all this money from this injury, and he still needs benefits, so it'll gobble up all the money he got in the lawsuit. So the special needs trust, the D4A special needs trust, we've gone to court to create them. The court creates it. He can get the proceeds of the lawsuit and not not lose eligibility for his Medi-Cal benefits. So in your stepfather's case, when he dies. Medi-Cal will be paid for his cares, um, will be paid for the care they gave him. That's part of the deal. The court creates the special needs trust. 
but it delays Medi-Cal's reimbursement claim. In other words, the money Medi-Cal spent on him all these years, they want it back. And normally Medi-Cal reimbursement happens when the guy dies. Um, and, and But does he have any minor or disabled children? Did I lose you again, Eddie? Are you there? He does not. He does not. Okay, look. So the money, the $500,000... Medi-Cal will assert a claim on that. There's nothing you can do about it. Money can be spent on it for him. You follow me? Um, yes. Fixing up his house, taking care of things. You should look at the trust the court created. You can't just take the money out and give it to yourself. You're not allowed to do that. But you have to spend it under the terms of the trust. Frequently, these trusts can be broadly interpreted. For example, does he own a house? Yes. Does he have a mortgage on the house? No. Um. You can spend money, depending on the terms of the trust, to fix up the house, to take care of him. Does he need a new TV and things like that? You've got to look at the special needs trust and see if there are things you can use for his benefit so that there's less money in the special needs trust when he dies and Medi-Cal won't be able to get as much. You got that? I get it. Yeah, All right? It. So that's okay. the story. But don't just start taking money and transferring it to yourself. You're going to get in trouble with the DA and all kinds of fraud there. All right? And maybe World Series tickets, but... If you took him to the World Series, you got it? I mean, right. it depends what the trust says. You can buy a car for him. You Is he really, is like he's dying next week or two years from now? How? Yeah, it's very short, very in the near future, within the next few months. There's probably not much you can do. And you can contact Medi-Cal and, and find out how much the lien is or what's owed. You can certainly do that. Um, you're in my, where does your father, stepfather live? Monterey. Yeah, you know, I'm in Sonoma. We could help you figure this out, but I'm kind of far away for you to come, you know, all the way from Monterey. Check around. You know, if you want a really good lawyer who's in um, Palo Alto is Michael Gilfix. My office works with his office. He would know about things you can do, and you can certainly use your stepfather's money to hire Michael Gilfix to do some things. So you might want to check okay. into that, okay? Okay. I, I wish you were closer. If you were closer to Sonoma, I'd love to be your lawyer. We could really help you with these kinds of things. All right? Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay. One more thing, by the way. I okay. do a column. It's called The Elder Advocate. If you go to my webpage, lentillum.com, I've done articles about D4A trusts. And you just go to my column, Lens Articles. It's called Elder Advocate. And it's a bunch of papers. There are a bunch of articles on the webpage. Check them out there. You'll find some more, okay? Thank you, Len. You're quite welcome. Len Tillum, good show today. I enjoyed doing it. Thank you for downloading these podcasts. We're going to keep them coming. Again, you got a legal problem, call it in, 800-996-4505. If it's not convenient, if it's not a good time for you to call in, send me an email, len at lentillum.com. We answer emails, trusts and estates, who get your stuff when you die, Medi-Cal planning, God forbid somebody's in a nursing home, we can protect the assets, dynasty trusts, protect your kids, future generations. We do all of that. Estate taxes will answer trust and estate questions, lots of other questions, personal injury. Len at lentillum.com. Covington wrote this. A collection agency has sent me a letter saying they got my driver's license suspended. They say I can't get it reinstated until I pay the debt in full. I haven't gotten anything from the DMV about this. What's going on? Is this legal? Covington, I think they're full of crap. You got to check with the DMV. A collection agency can't suspend your driver's license. But 
If you got sued over an auto accident and you're lost and you haven't paid off the judgment or you've got outstanding parking tickets or traffic tickets and you didn't pay for them, then the judgment creditor or the people who are going after you can file a form of the DMV and get your license suspended. Um, Also, the California Department of Child Support Services can suspend your license when there's a support child in rearage. So check with the DMV, but this sounds like a lot of BS to me. I'm sure if you took your license away, the DMV would have called you first. Good show today.